Hello and welcome to Homework, the podcast by and for people who work from home. I am your host, Dave, and this is episode 258. We're talking about resolutions. Big thanks to NetSuite for sponsoring this show this week. We'll hear more about them in a little bit. Now, if you like the show, uh, join our Discord to chat with us, like-minded homeworkers, and to listen along as we record the show and sometime, and grab Discord exclusives like worksheets and more. You'll find a link in the show notes. Additionally, you can reach us by email at heyhomeworkpodcast at gmail.com. We read and respond to each and every one. So now, with all that said, let's get started. How are you doing, Harry? I'm good. Happy New Year, Dave. Happy New Year. A new year has begun, and I'm very <laughs> excited. Uh, it's an understatement. I know. It's it's a it's a time for rebirth. 2020 is behind us now, thank God. Uh, so we are. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to start. I'm starting a new job in a couple of weeks I'm very excited oh. about. Um, yeah, so I, I'm going back into legal. Uh, not, I'm not a lawyer. I'm a marketer, but I, a digital marketer. And so I, I have a new job. I'll be a digital marketing manager once more, um, which means I will be, you know, reassessing my productivity, my uh, automations, my mm -hmm. scripts, all that fun stuff um, to make the most of my time and, and everything. So I'm very excited. Very, very good. This whole month, we're talking about starting afresh and starting anew. Uh, each episode this month will be on that theme. So it's January. It's time to think about these things. So let's get started and think about those things. Uh, Harry, before we begin, one thing we're going to carry over this year is a tool of the week. Do you have a tool of the week for our first tool of the week for 2021? I do. And this is actually something I'm using for the first time right now. No no time like, you know, immediately when you need to test something. Uh, I'm going to recommend Audio Hijack by Rogue oh. Amoeba. So uh, those, of, uh, those of you who have listened to the podcast know my woes with the M1 MacBook Air. And the only woe I've really had is that not all of the applications I use have been updated to use the new Apple Silicon. Rogue Amoeba has found a way. They worked to get their a lot of their software to and their plugins to work with Apple Silicon, and one of those is Audio Hijack. And what Audio Hijack does is it uses this really neat sort of flowchart model to hook up and record different audio outputs on your system. So, for instance, right now I'm using it to record both my microphone input and the Skype conversation. And the way it does that is I have a little box that has the input device, which is my, my USB setup. That plugs into a, P, a peak limiter to make sure I, I don't accidentally get too loud, which then outputs to a WAV file. And then on the Skype side, there's a bunch of boxes for Skype, the peak limiter, the channels, the recording, the WAV file, and then the output device, which is my audio box, my, my USB inter interface, so that I can hear myself when I talk like a monitor. And it does this simultaneously, automatically. I can see the time that it's recording and how big the file is going to be. And what's really great is that it has all these different plugins with other applications on my system. So, for example, sometimes if, if Dave and I talk, uh, I'll get like a buzz behind one of our voices if my phone is within, you know, two feet or, or, or two inches of my computer. And what I end up having to do is I throw it into this application called Isotope, which will then remove that, that buzzing from under the voice. This has a plugin or, or a box in it that I can drag into the flowchart and just automatically do that on the fly, which is really cool so nice. uh yeah audio hijack by rogue amoeba if you need to record i think it, it'll work with like youtube videos it'll work with basically anything that makes noise or sound on your your system it will allow you to record and save so uh i i'm very much recommending this the the only weird thing about it is because of the new architecture 
and they haven't quite gotten a chance to like do it seamlessly. I had to restart my system twice and I had to boot it into recovery mode to allow kernel extensions in order for mm. this to work properly. I don't know. It was weird. I had it up and running about 10 minutes and it was fine. So you only have to do it once and then you're good to go. But it, there is a little of a, a, a weird hang up when you're mm. first setting it up. But I, I cannot recommend it enough. I am officially off of Ecamm Skype call recorder. Uh, my tool is something we're just trying out, you and I, Harry, and it's Craft. Yes. Craft is, um, let's see, it is a place to store and collaborate on text. Um, it is a built for digital devices first is how they market it. Um, you and I are using it right now for the show notes for this episode. Um, this is really the first I've taken a, a, a serious look at Craft. But it seems very, very powerful in the way that you can display, share, and collaborate on text and more. Um, I'm looking at it right now as you and I are here talking, and I think we're going to put it through its paces in January. And mm -hmm. at the end of January, I'll sort of follow up on what my experiences was like with craft and what I think of it. Yeah, I heard uh, I had experimented with this a little bit. I'd gotten, I think, a beta invite code at some point and I, I opened it and it was kind of cool. And I, I left it alone because I didn't really know what to use it for. And then I was listening to Federico Vitici talk about it on either Mac Stories or I'm sorry, App Stories or one of his other podcasts. And he was talking about how he's been using it or he was using it uh, through to, to assemble his show notes for his different podcasts and do different things. Mm -hmm. And to, the, the only way I can describe it is if. Apple tried to turn pages into Notion. It's mm. it, it's sort of a it's a very user friendly word processing application, but also a it, it does things in blocks the way Notion does. So yeah. every line you make is a block, but then you can dive deeper into those blocks by turning them into pages themselves. So for example, if you have a table of contents on a page, you can then create a page within each of those contents, and then a page within those, and a page within those, and you sort of create your own wiki after a while. Um, it does backlinks. I believe they have said that they are going to start doing tables in the future, so it will very much work like Notion. Um, the one thing I wanted to... I really enjoyed Notion in the beginning, and then the more I used it, the more I sort of fell out of love with it because it got to be very cumbersome. And part of that I blame on myself for, for going whole hog into August Bradley's tutorials, which are great, but it was just way too much for me all at one time. And it was a lot to keep up with. Um, and I, I'm going to revisit Notion at some point because I, I want to tr give it another try on my terms. But this seems a lot more down down to earth, a little more user friendly than Notion was. And it's it's mm. a native Mac and iOS app. So it's not like a web app wrapped in a wrapper that you're you're running on your system and it's slow and clunky. This is really zippy and I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, if you want to check it out, go to craft.do. That's craft.do. Right now there are two tiers with the third one coming. The free tier, which is what Harry and I are using, uh, gives you a thousand blocks. Um, you can export to PDF, um, sync across devices, and it does Markdown, which everyone loves. Mm -hmm. The professional tier starts at three seventy-five a month, with this build annually. It does all of those things that I just mentioned, plus it's unlimited usage, in-document search, a bunch of other things. And there is a team tier coming, which is described, but there's no price associated with it. So if that's something you're looking forward to, I guess you could contact them. So uh, craft.do is my tool of the week and look for a follow-up uh, at the end of the month on how I felt about using it. Excellent. So what, what are we talking about this week? Well, we're talking about something with which I have a love-hate relationship. It is resolutions. <laughs> now, for me, I don't like to use the R word. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to suggest what I do instead. 
that you might want to try as well. In fact, we're going to have a worksheet available on the Discord that you can download and use along at your desk. Um, Excellent. Do things the same way I do them. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about organ resolutions. We've broken it down, Harry, as you know, into five uh, sections. We're going to talk today about uh, organization, um, fitness, routines, and habits. That's four, Dave. My first resolution is to learn to count, Harry. Good. It's a good choice. It's a good one it's to start a good with. <laughs> Let's start with organization because, uh, you know, that's that's the good place to start. So we've broken this down into our workspace uh, and our mind, getting that stuff organized too, which I really, really like. So if we're talking about our workspace. Now, I know in a future episode this month, we're going to talk about your efforts to reorganize and rework your workspace in depth. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to do the same thing because right now I'm jumping between two desks and I don't want to get into it now, <laughs> but it's a whole thing that we can talk about. But we often talk about the tools we use all the time, Harry, and I wanted to talk about some of the tools that I picked to stay with me in 2021 because when I introduce a new tool, even if it's a piece of software like Craft or a piece of hardware like these note um, index cards, they're sort of like, God, how do I say it? Like in a probational phase, like they're auditioning mm -hmm. a place in my workflow. And so at the end of 2020, these are the ones that have earned their way into 2021, if that makes sense. Yep, that does make sense. So I absolutely want to keep uh, note cards. As everyone who listens to the podcast know, over the last five years, I've been going on and on about note cards. I've used everything from three by five index cards to post-its. Post-its got to the boot very quickly to these cool ones from Baron Fig that I'm using right now. I think they're infinitely useful. Um, my favorite use for them, as I've described before, is when you're in the in the thick of it. You know, you're working, you're doing whatever it is. Mm -hmm. An interruption arrives via email or a conversation or a text. I can grab a notebook, quickly jot down what's pertinent and put it, throw it in my inbox without missing a beat on the work I'm actually doing. So for me, note cards are uh, a number one and never going away. Second is pens. I'm not going to write in blood or crayon. I like to have a good pen around. Um, we all know that um, you're more likely to use a tool that you enjoy using. Um, my go-to on-the-go pen is the old Pilot uh, G2 because it's sturdy and has not. I haven't broken or leaked one yet in my back pocket. Um, I use my Baron figure on my tape to my desk. I don't carry this around because it doesn't seem like a carrying around pen. You know what I mean? It seems right. like a sitting at your desk pen. Um, I'm sticking with Notion. I'm I've drunk the Notion flavor aid, and I'm <laughs> I'm I'm ready to go. And finally, this is kind of silly. Um, I'm still a Google Calendar guy. Now I do use Fantastical as the sort of face of it, but everything I write in Fantastical is being pushed to um, Google Calendar. I still love Fantastical for things like you know the the natural language uh, is just the absolute best. Mm -hmm. um, but I I don't use Apple calendars, and I've tried other fancy calendar solutions. But for me, uh, those two get the job done. And finally, notebooks, Harry. I am not giving up my notebooks. You can take them from my cold, dead hands. I have way too, I have notebooks that I've not opened. Um, so this is pretty basic, but the tools that I want to keep from last year that earned their way into my workflow this year are note cards, pens I like, uh, Notion, Google Calendar, Fantastical, and notebooks. So Harry, what has earned its way into your workflow in 2021. So mine is more aspirational than what I already oh. have. Uh, mine, I'm I'm redoing my my office and, and cleaning yeah. things out. I just bought a whole bunch of uh, they're called I think they're called Betsky, um, 
storage boxes and they're designed for pencils and pens. So what I'm doing is I'm not getting rid of anything, but I want to get the clutter out of my office and off my desk. So I bought yeah. a bunch of these. I think it's a it's a six pack I bought for like fifteen dollars. And I'm going to pack up almost all of my pencils and pens. I cleaned out my fountain pens. I'm going to limit myself to the three Baron Fig Squires I have in the mosaic organizer that uh, that that Joey sent me. Um, I have the strategist cards that like you have. And I'm going to pack all the other writing utensils up and get them out of the way because I want to I want to reduce the amount of clutter and I really want to start using what I have. And it's just so overwhelming because I never know what I want to grab at any given time. So the one thing yeah. about the boxes is that they're too small for Blackwing pencils. The Blackwings are a little bit longer and they don't fit unsharpened. So I'll leave the Blackwings on my desk. I'll make those my default pencils for now until they run out. And then I'll start dipping into the, the rest of the stash. And I have a bunch of like novelty pencils. And I think at Target years ago, they had in their dollar section a bunch of lightsaber looking pencils so i have those i want to <laughs> use now and then so you know those will get stored away for a little bit and then i'll bring them out as i start using things more um i have like 25 decks of playing cards on my desk for doing magic and stuff and and i don't need 25 decks on my desk so i'll keep one out to play with and, and practice with and the rest are going to go into long-term storage um and then just you know all that kind of stuff i've got my my zettel casting box which i haven't really been using because i was hoping to read more and i just haven't been able to focus for more than 10 seconds and and all of that stuff is, is going to get packed away um, and, you know, not completely packed away into a storage unit or anything, just maybe in the basement or maybe even just under my desk out of my, my site. I've got boxes to things that I want to keep, but I don't need them around. Um, so that that stuff is all getting packed away. Um, one thing I would like to put in here as well, um, Dave can probably see it, but no one else can. But I have this big executive office chair that I sort of swiped from a, my second big boy job when the office closed up. They, I didn't swipe it. They gave it. They were like, if you want to take it, take it. And I did because I needed a chair. But it's huge. It's a pain in the butt to roll around. Um, and I want to get a much more sim simplistic, um, a little more lean like task chair. Um, yeah. So if you go to Wayfair and you type Myla task chair, that's the one I've been really looking at. So, you know, something really low profile that doesn't take up a lot of space. Um, I want to get a new monitor. So I bought an, an external monitor when I started working from home again. And my wife commandeered it as her monitor that she uses for her painting tutorials. So <laughs> not only can I not really use it unless I'm in front of the in, in my dining room table during the week, but it's now got little paint flecks on it. And I hate that. So at some <laughs> point, I'm going to buy myself a new monitor just for my office that is just mine to use. Um, and then, uh, oh, shelving. I need to get new shelving. Uh, I actually bought new shelving that I am afraid to put up because they're solid wood shelves and I'm terrified. The studs in my office are not where they should be. And I have, I don't trust the, the little plastic brackets they have you put into the wall to, to hold it up in the drywall. So I don't know what I'm going to do right now, but I got to get new shelves. I just, I have no room in this place. So I bought a bunch of underbed storage to put old clothes that I don't wear. And I have a wardrobe in my office. This is where I keep my clothes because my wife has taken over both closets. So I, uh, I, I have a lot of cleaning up to do, but that's really what it has come down to is just getting the clutter out of here. Yeah, I'm all about getting rid of clutter, um, all about getting rid of clutter. Speaking of which, let's talk about uh, the tools that didn't make the cut, things that didn't work. It's kind of a list for me, and I was thinking um, the first thing on my list here is a mug of pens. Um, you listed, you know, last time and today you talked about a lot of the different pencils and stuff you have. You know, it's good to have choices, but there's a point where you have so many choices it just becomes a mess. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've long had – Users can't see it, but Harry can see it. I'm holding up my five by five mug yep. that I've had on my desk for ages. That is just chock full of pens and pencils, and you know I I don't know I've always done this. 
placed pens and pencils in a mug and put it on my desk. But there has to be 30 items in here. And I'll, I find myself fiddling through, uh, which one, uh, like, which one do I want? Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's aggravating. Um, so it's not as visually appealing as I used to think it is. And it just wastes time. So you say, oh, David, it only takes you three seconds to find a pen. Well, sure. How many times am I doing that over the course of a week? Plus it's visual, visual clutter that I'm never, I'm never not aware of, if that makes sense. Right. So the mug of pens and pencils has got to go. Um, Another thing that's gone is a physical inbox. I used to have like, you know, the like a like the executive desk inbox, this little plastic rectangle that I got at Staples. And when I wrote something on my index card, I would toss it in there for later processing. Well, I ended up tossing a lot of stuff in there and it just became yep. a junk drawer. It became a, a pulled out junk drawer that was on my desk. And again, that was more visual clutter and more wasted time as when I was trying to process those index cards, I had to think about all the other junk that's in there and why it's in there and throwing it away. So I got rid of the thing entirely. Um, it's gone. It was just making things um, more difficult for myself. Finally, this is this is kind of sad. It kind of breaks my heart. I'm not going to use Todoist in 2021. Oh. Um, for years, I was the most, most faithful Todoist user. Like, we were going steady. Um, but I noticed in... Last year, I sort of stopped using it when Notion came along. Um, also, my job has changed in the opposite direction of yours, Harry, where I'm doing almost no desk work. <laughs> so I don't really need to remember a whole lot of stuff anymore. And I think between the time and effort I've invested in Notion and the reduced amount of desk-type work I have to do, uh, to do this might be overkill for me. I'm not getting rid of it because it's bad. It's absolutely fantastic. I love it. And like I said, I use it for years and years and years, but it just doesn't suit my need anymore. It's like swatting a fly with a Buick, you know? Yeah. So um, I'm letting to do go for the year. Okay. Hey, you, you got to use what works for you or what doesn't work for you. You got to, you got to get rid of. And if it, if it, yep. if it has become redundant or it is something that just doesn't serve the purpose it used to, then there's no shame in saying, in fact, there's probably more honor in saying, you know what? I don't need this. I don't need to spend my time on it or look for a reason to have it. It's why, it's why I struggled to find it struggle. It's why I struggled to find a use for craft in the beginning because mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't have a use for it. And I, I hate, I wrote a blog post about this. I'm not someone who's going to find a solution to a problem. I'm going to find a problem and then look for this, or I'm going to note the problem I already have and then find the solution for it. So that's, right. that's great that you were able to see that and, and cut that out. Yeah. Sorry to do it. I feel guilty, but it was the right call. <laughs> no. And, and on the flip side of that, I switched over to things. I treated myself over the holidays to the desktop oh. version of things. So, and I was already running the, the iPhone version. So the only one I have left is the iPad that I have to get. But I, I sort of wanted to test the waters on the iPhone and I really took to it. It's it's sort of the best of both worlds of both Todoist and OmniFocus and the, where they meet in the middle. It's not, it's as complicated as you want to make it. And it doesn't seem overwhelming the way OmniFocus does or it did to me. So I'm, I'm really enjoying that. But what didn't make the cut for me this time. So as I spoke about um, excess pens and pencils, I have this box of field notes, blank ones that I, you know, I would love to start <laughs> dipping into. And it's the yes. same thing with the cards. I'm going to keep one field notes on my desk, you know, one deck of cards on my desk, one of, of something on my desk. And then when I use it and I'm done with it and I fill it up, I'll put it away and I'll take another one out from storage. I do not want to be met with all of this overwhelming, oh no, I have to go through this. I have to use this and I have to use this because it's never going to get done. It's going to be mm-hmm. way too much. Um, 
same thing. I've got these these vintage typography note cards that are just taking up space on my desk. I have that card catalog thing on my desk. Um, my index cards for the Zettelkasten and box and, and all this stuff. Again, it's all going away. And if I need it, I'll bring it back out again. Um, and I have my office is full of little collectibles and stuff. I've got Legos and Funkos and action figures and toys. <laughs> and I've got I just got this. Um, it's a, a little collectible the ship from Futurama that's sitting on one of my shelves behind me. And oh, yeah. it's like, I don't need all of this at the same time out on my desk or, or on these shelves. So I'm going to look around the stuff that I really don't need to have out all the time. I'm going to box up, put away for a little bit. And you know, if I ever get enough room or a, a, another display case or something, I'll, I'll bring them back out. But just all of that clutter needs to, to go away for a little while. Maybe once a quarter, you could swap it out and it's like getting new stuff. Yeah, it's sure, like a like a, a museum exhibit. Like, all right, yeah. you know, this this time this stuff is getting packed away. We're going to bring out a brand new exhibit. <laughs> you can only see Planet Express ship through March. Yes. <laughs> then it's going away into the, the Disney vault. That's right. Get your tickets now. <laughs> I think that's great. We're going to talk a little bit about physical setup, but not a lot today because that's going to be a whole episode up in the future. I'll just say that right now I am sort of dancing between two desks. Um, for reasons that I'll discuss in a future episode. Um, it's not ideal, and it's kind of annoying, and I want to find a way to make myself happy with one solution. Mm -hmm. um, very quickly, the desk I'm at now has a really good Wi-Fi connection, but it's very, very dark. Even with a light blasting in my face, it just feels dark and gloomy. And I live in a, the second floor of my house has this slanted roof, like many New England houses do. So my head is like inches from the ceiling and I feel like I'm crammed in this dark little area and I don't like it. The other desk is where I do painting and stuff and it's in front of a window and there's gorgeous natural light. But the Wi-Fi does not reach that desk. So I can't do things like record the show or other stuff that requires right. me to be, you know, online. So I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Um, to make things a little happier uh, in 2021. Because right now, bopping between the two is kind of aggravating. Right. Today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. If you're a business owner, you know that running a business is tough, but you might be making it harder on yourself than necessary. Don't let QuickBooks and spreadsheets slow you down anymore. It's time to upgrade to NetSuite. Stop paying for multiple systems that don't give you the information you need when you need it. Ditch the spreadsheets and all the old software you've outgrown. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need all in one place instantaneously. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in revenue, save time and money with NetSuite. Join the over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com homework in all caps, H-O-M-E-W-O-R-K. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com homework. Again, that's netsuite.com homework. Thank you to NetSuite for sponsoring today's episode. Thanks, NetSuite. So we talk about organizing or resolving to organize our space. Now let's talk about uh, our minds, Harry, because this is another area that I don't want to speak for anyone else tends to get cluttered for me. It already is. <laughs> so I thought we could approach it the same way we approached uh, our physical spaces with starting off with practices and strategies that worked last year and things that didn't that got jettisoned. For me, uh, journaling did not work. 
journaling never works. I try so hard to do it, and I know that it is beneficial in a myriad of ways, including recording a history to just making yourself feel better. Um, but it just made me feel badly <laughs> about the fact that I wasn't doing it regularly. And so I decided to give up that bad feeling and just say sayonara to journaling. I'm very sorry. I know it's a wonderful thing. And if you're doing it successfully, more power to you. And I wish I had whatever you have that makes journaling successful. But for not for me, it just it just didn't work. The one thing I kept is time blocking. Now, you know, Harry, I love to say I'm going to do X between this time and this time and Y between this time and this mm -hmm. time. Um, I don't follow it 100% religiously because that's, in my opinion, impossible. But I do it very uh, to, to the greatest extent that I can um, with flexibility always in the back of my mind because things change. But it really helps me focus on the one thing I'm doing right now and also alleviates the stress about the things I'm not doing right now because I know, oh, I'll get to that at X time. Um, so time blocking is something that I'm going to carry over into uh, 2021. Uh, Harry, anything that you will keep or jettison in the new year? So like you, time blocking did not work for me. I had set up times mm -hmm. early in the morning to make coffee, do some light reading, maybe get some writing done. And I just found that that required me to get up early and I was not going to do that. So I... <laughs> That, that went out the door pretty quickly. And say I, all the alarms I created for those things, just like I deleted immediately. So yeah. th that didn't work. Uh, morning pages I wanted to start doing again, like three pages of stream of consciousness. Yeah. You know, not necessarily journaling, but like just anything off the top of my head to get the, the creative juices flowing. Again, like the time blocking didn't manifest the way I had hoped or at all. So I didn't really get to do that. And and I don't know if I'm going to try again. I Maybe with this new job and I, I will really need to get up on a, at a certain time and get things you know going in the morning more on a routine than i've been on maybe mm -hmm. it'll, it'll happen but i'm not holding my breath and then the daily tracking that i had been doing with uh, august bradley's notion stuff i really tried for a couple of months to, to do it and what i found was i would go three or four days and then i would be trying to backtrack and say oh, what time did i get up on tuesday what time did i go mm. to bed and it just it wasn't it wasn't working it didn't click and i know they say it takes like a month for a a habit to really kick in and it didn't kick in for me. It never did. I always found myself same thing with the, the weekly and the monthly reviews. I would go Sunday would fly by. I'd be doing 40 different things and I would just completely forget to do my weekly review. So I don't know if I'll ever get into daily tracking the way that he does and that a lot of people tend to do. Um, it's funny. I was reading a blog post by David Sparks of the Mac power users podcast and he was talking about how he's doubling down on time blocking and all hmm. of this stuff. And I'm like, how? You already block all of your time off. I know. <laughs> like, he what is are you? King of it. He really is. And I good for him that he's able to do that. I cannot do that. Uh, and and it's it's a real struggle for me. So I'm good for him. But I, I just it really did not work for me this year, last year. Yeah, it happens. And like like you said, it's good to to recognize things things and get rid of the things that aren't working. Yeah. The second step in organizing our minds for 2021, I think is sort of what we just talked about, letting go of the past and cultivating readiness uh, for the new year. I sort of broke this down into five things to let go of as we meet the new year, both work stuff and personal stuff. I'll just go through these, Harry. The first one is, is thinking you're not ready. Uh, nobody is ever 100% ready for the opportunities that come their way. Uh, the best opportunities stretch us beyond our limits. My, my favorite story to illustrate this is when my wife and I were thinking about having our first child, um, 
henceforth known as Grace. <laughs> we were very nervous, of course. And I went to my mom and I said, I don't know if I'm ready to have a kid. And my mom said, if we waited till we were ready, we never would have had any of you. Yeah. So um, you don't have to be 100% ready with that job or that project or whatever you're thinking of doing in the year. Just start making your small bits of progress. Yeah, to to echo that sentiment, my last job, not the one I currently have, but the one before that that you know we parted ways. Um, when I first start, literally the first day I started at that company, I sent an email to a partner who had asked for something, and I said, "Oh, I'll get that to you ASAP." And my director responded immediately with, "We don't say ASAP here; we say shortly." And it was the dumbest thing I have ever seen in my life. And I, sh I never got the red flags when I was interviewing, but literally the first day, that was what she sent me. And from that point on, every email I sent, almost every email I sent, there was some little undermining little you know, correction or some way for her <laughs> to tear me down. And I got to say, it killed my self-esteem. And so when this new opportunity came around that I'm about to start, the entire time that has been running through my mind is, am I ready for this? Am I able to do this? Because she destroyed my self-confidence. She mm. second-guessed everything I did and kept moving, moving the goalposts so that even when I caught up to what she wanted for the from the person in that role, I still didn't feel like I was good enough for what's about to happen. And and that is such a, a awful position to be in. And if you're a manager, don't be that person. Don't be that person who tears the other person down and makes them feel like they are not worthy of, of what they have. Uh, it is, it, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever get over the, the imposter syndrome I feel right now, but that's, <laughs> that's what happened. Yeah. It was really bad. That's a future episode. Yeah. So number one is thinking you're not ready. Uh, number two, we've really discussed Harry. It's the practices or software solutions or habits that did not serve you. Yep. Um, recognize what they were and set them aside. Find something else that's going to serve you well in the upcoming year. Third is trying. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there, especially around the the digital mind man management, mind mapping software like you know Obsidian, uh, Rome Research, Notion, all that stuff. There, there's this whole new frontier of these applications, and the the first inclination, and you can see this with to do apps or mail clients. You know, ooh, new shiny. I want to try that. Don't be that person. Really go in, like look at something, evaluate it and say, do I need this? Because you don't want to be strapped to a yearly contract on something that you're only going to use for two weeks and then drop mm -hmm. off. Or, or you know, you're going to shift your whole life around to try and work on this one thing because everybody is using it. Really go in. That's something I really learned this last year was, was what is going, what works for me and don't try and force it if it doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I still do nested folders on my Mac. That's because I'm a 50-year-old man. I know there are a lot of people who would never do such a thing, but it works. It's oh, worked I do it. since the 80s, and yep. I'm not going to stop. And, and there's stuff that, that I really adopted. Like I don't keep anything in my inbox if I don't have to. Uh, in my email inbox, I will file it mm -hmm. away. I don't do the archive and deleted folders the way some people do, like just two folders. Mm -hmm. I still have a hierarchy of where things go, so I know where they are. But you know, I, I am not the kind of person who leaves every email in his inbox and just, you know, that's the way I, I live my life. That would honestly give me heart palpitations. So, no, and it's the same, same thing with people who leave all their files on their desktop. Like you were just asking for trouble. So oh gosh. yeah, no, I use nested folders constantly. I'm having heart palpitations just thinking about <laughs> that. So the third is trying to live up to people's expectations. Look, do whatever you can to set high standards for yourself. Absolutely. Then do everything you can to meet them. Other people's expectations are, are none of your concern. 
Um, of course, you want to you know satisfy your boss at work, but if you're doing what you're doing and it's working, and you're meeting the goals that you set for yourself, or you're satisfying the old high standards that you have for yourself, then great, that's where your attention should be. Number four is uh, strictly financial subscriptions you've forgotten about. January is the perfect time to look and see why am I still paying for Hulu or X? Yep. Do I still need that? And can I recover that $7.99 a month? Um, I bet you could recover a good amount of money and go into February knowing you've saved yourself a bunch of cash. Yeah, I, I do this. I You know, I wish Apple did this with their subscriptions that you, you do through the App Store. Like at the end of the year or whenever it's about to, to run out. I know they do it individually, but I would love just a yearly like, all right, here are all the active mm. subscriptions you have. And here's where they here's when they end based on when you subscribed. And just let me go in and see really quickly. All right. I don't need this. I don't need that. There are a couple of apps that I subscribe to yearly that I'm, I use all the time, like Drafts, which is a fantastic app. But then there are others like Weatherline, which I subscribe to for a year. Year, but I don't really use it. I use Dark Sky as my main weather application, but I subscribed to it because I wanted to try it out and it was only 10 bucks for the year. So I figured, yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to resubscribe. I don't use it nearly as much as, as I do the other app. So, you know, really go through and, and see, you know, if you're subscribing to OmniFocus because everyone's subscribed to OmniFocus and you want to try and use it, reevaluate whether you really need that subscription, save some money in the process and maybe go to a cheaper or free app or find one that you only have to pay once for and, and you're good to go. Right. Uh, number five is sort of goes hand in hand with number three. It's comparing yourself with others. Now, we've all heard it before and you'll hear it again. Comparing yourself with others is a waste of time. The only person yeah. you should be competing against uh, is yourself. So you want to be better than you were last year. You don't need to be equal to what John or Jane Doe are doing this year. Just do better than you're doing uh, this year. Yeah, that should be your primary concern. This is one thing I, I really struggle with because I – I want to be a published author, traditionally published author. I did publish my own book mm-hmm. last year, but I seeing other people's success and, oh, I got an agent. Oh, my book is coming out in, in nine months. And it's like, yeah, great. I hate you because I'm not there yet. And it's very hard to get out of that mindset. And it, some people say, no, you know, it's not a competition. Be happy for it. No, I'm sorry. I, I, I am human and I'm going to feel upset at first. And of course, I'm happy for my friends and, and when they do well. But that first inclination is, Ugh, why not me? You know, I've been at it longer. I wrote a better book that, you right. know, whatever it is. And, and it's very hard to get myself out of that mindset. And I need to work on that and, and get better at that. But I'm not going to lie. It's tough. It is definitely tough. It absolutely is, especially when you feel like you've been working so hard at this thing and why isn't it happening? Absolutely is tough. Right. The last thing we want to mention as far as uh, organizing your mind for the year is uh, former sponsor of the show Headspace has a series on Netflix now. Oh, very nice. I do love the Headspace. I use it all the time. And they've got a series on Netflix, which I watched um, two or three episodes last night. And it's great. Uh, the guy whose voice will be very familiar to you if you are a Headspace user, I think his name is Andy, um, tells a little bit more of his background and his history and then talks about different forms of meditation and different practices and has you practice right there as you watch and or listen. So go check out Headspace on Netflix. It's pretty nice. Awesome. All right. Sh- oh, boy. Shall we get to the bane of my existence? <laughs> All aboard the disappointment train. Let's talk about fitness. I'm now, into fitness. everyone and their mother says, I want to get fit in the year. Okay, don't stress about this. If you want to do this, pick one area to focus on. And yes, you can say, I want to focus on my mental well-being versus my physical well-being. Or I just want to 
reach 10,000 steps a day, or I want to go for a walk after lunch every day. Um, it doesn't have, you don't have to be, you know, the rock by December, you know, or you know who the rock is Dwayne the rock Johnson. Um, don't stress about this. Here's where don't compare yourself to others comes into play because Instagram and all your social media feeds are going to be full very soon of people in, you know, tight workout clothes looking like J crew models. Just pick one area to focus on if this is something you want to focus on and celebrate the small wins that you do have. Um, if you resisted buying a donut on your way to the dump, that may be very personal <laughs> today. Or if you, if you just went for that walk after lunch or you drank a water during the day, um, celebrate the fact that you did that. Yes. And if you have – this is one thing I'm doing because I, I subscribe to the Apple One bundle, so I get – free or oh, yeah. mm -hmm. I, I get built-in access to fitness plus so if you have an iphone i think an ipad or an apple watch and you subscribe to fitness plus or a bundle that has it uh, as part of apple subscriptions you can then get access to these really cool like you know it's it's not as intense as peloton and it doesn't require any equipment these are exercises that you can do in your living room with whatever you have on hand and they're really motivational and they're not nearly as uh you know intense and high stakes as some other fitness things are like it's not crossfit yeah. it's not you know those those tapes that you can get into uh what is it something 90 p90x or whatever so it's oh, nothing yeah. like that it's really at your own pace different levels easy medium hard depending on what you want to do but you know it's not, it's one way to sort of get into the fitness thing in the new year on your own schedule at your own time uh and if you do have an apple watch or an iphone i think you can track your progress through those apps yeah. which is always nice I think it requires an Apple Watch Series 3. Yes. Or newer. So if you've got an OG Apple Watch like me, you're SOL. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's definitely cool. So if fitness is something you want to do, great. Um, just don't set yourself up for disappointment. I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> Next uh, is routines. Now, routines needn't be grand, just consistent. Um, I've talked about my shutdown routine. Since I work from home... Um, you know, when I'm working from home, the place where you work and the place where you live are typically the same. That's home. So one of the ways to get the feeling of leaving work behind and entering your personal life is to enact a routine. It could be as simple as closing the laptop lid, putting your pen in the holder, pushing your chair up against the desk and turning off the light. Even that minor routine, if you do it consistently every day, can give you that feeling. Likewise, if you do a routine at the start of the day, um, you have your tea, you have your oatmeal, you do whatever it is, you sit down and read, that will get you in the mood to work and be productive. So try to adopt a routine uh, in 2021. And again, it needn't be grand, just consistent. And give yourself several weeks, like we said, to turn that new thing into a habit. And, and one thing I've done that has helped is to set myself alarms during the day. So, yeah. for example, during the summer when my son had no routine and my wife was trying to – and we were – my wife and I were both trying to get him into some sort of routine to get prepared for school – she set up that she sent me this long email with it where it was like from nine to ten a.m. he's going to do this you know reading thing and then from ten to eleven he's going to go play outside and then from eleven to 12. and so 
what I did was I set myself alarms on my phone. And so every hour or two hours, it would ring with, all right, the next task on the list. And it would, mm-hmm. I, I unfortunately didn't stick with it long enough, but we, I did try and get him into some kind of routine using the alarms. And it, it kept me on track too. Cause you know, if he was in the middle mm-hmm. of something and we got carried away, that would have been the day. So if you find yourself struggling to really set these routines in motion, set yourself an alarm to keep you on track. Absolutely. Um, so, okay, here's the last one. And this is where I'm going to talk about what I do instead of setting a New Year's resolution. So if you listen this far, you get a gold star. <laughs> Number five is habits. Now, habits can be thought of behaviors that you want to adopt or more ultimately, uh, we want to attain whatever we see as the outcome of adopting those behaviors. For example, I want to wake up early every day is the habit. But what motivates that habit, that behavior by maybe – I want to get my work done earlier so I can enjoy more time in the afternoon. Now, that's the outcome that you really want, not crawling out of bed at the crack of dawn, but having more time on the end of your afternoon. Some might call these habits resolutions, but I avoid the R word as my experience. It's just really creating my first disappointment of the new year. So instead, I play a game called Wouldn't It Be Cool If? Now, uh, Harry and I have created a worksheet that you can use to play the game along with us. If you want, you'll find it on the Discord. But basically, it goes like this. First, ask yourself the simple question, wouldn't it be cool if? And then come up with, say, three answers. For example, wouldn't it be cool if I earned an extra $500 for the month? Or wouldn't it be cool if my family and I could go on a mini vacation? Or wouldn't it be cool if I had something published this year? I threw that one in for you, Harry. Thank you. I appreciate that. Wouldn't it be cool? Once you identify... What's that? Wouldn't it be cool if I had something published this year? <laughs> it would be cool. Once you've identified your three cool things, break them down into concrete, observable, actionable steps. This is a small thing you can do um, that move you forward towards that thing. It needn't be big because these aren't next week goals or next quarter goals. This is by the end of the year. So you've got 12 months to work towards earning an extra $500 a month or taking your family on a mini vacation, which could be just a long weekend at the cabin. Right. Once you identify, so you have your, wouldn't it be cool thing, and you have your very small, actionable, observable steps that you can take. Now you're going to map out when you're going to take these steps. So on this week, I'm going to do this thing to make this project on my first cool thing. And then I'll do this second step and this third step. This way you have the measurable steps in front of you. You have a schedule to get things done. And every day you're actually making progress towards getting that done. So I don't like to make resolutions of I'm going to lose 35 pounds. Um, I just say, wouldn't it be cool if um, I could play outside with the kids without getting winded, that kind of thing. And it works a lot better and feels less, I don't want to say less committal, because you're certainly committed to it, but less, what's the word I want to use, Harry? Like it's something is lurking over me that I've got to get done. Less adversarial? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying to think. You know, you're, you're, you don't want it to be a burden. You don't want it to be something, you don't want it to feel like a chore or something. Like, you know, like assigned reading in high school. <laughs> you're not going to yeah. foster a love of reading. And that's not what high school reading is about anyway, but. Uh, that's a discussion oh, for God, another the day. Red Badge of Courage. Don't get me started. Right, or Silas Marner, or, or that Shane. kind of thing. Oh, yeah, Shane was that was like a punishment. 
So, you know, you, this isn't something you want to feel like you have to do. And this sort of, this goes not just into habits, but this goes into routine. So let's say, wouldn't it be cool if I, I wasn't so winded running around the backyard with my kids? So maybe as part right. of your routine, you do 15 minutes on, on fitness plus and you do, a, you know, a 15 minute workout in the morning just to get the, the lungs pumping and, and your, mm-hmm. your limbs moving, you know, that's not a huge buy and you're not buying a $3,000 Peloton bike. You're not joining a gym. You are literally spending 15 minutes in your living room doing calisthenics to feel a little better in the morning. That's yeah. not a huge investment. It isn't. And Hey, maybe you get one of your cool things done by June. Great. Celebrate yeah. the daylight side of that. You want to make a second one for the second half of the year? Yeah, you do. Go ahead and do it. Um, so that's why I don't like to say by X, I'll have this done. Um, I just want to have this done. And if I get it done early, then that's an even bigger reason for celebration. Now let's make another one. So instead of saying my New Year's resolution is to X, just think, wouldn't it be cool if this was true for me right now in my life? And I bet you could easily come up with three things and then go from there. Excellent. And this is is great because I'm going to actually – do this for you know wouldn't it be cool if i got something published this year one one of my main goals this year is to do more short fiction and and really go after some nice publications and Mm. so i'll set up a project and things and you know for each story i plan on writing and plot out the steps i need to take to get that story published and i'll find a way to track it i might track it in craft or or notion maybe that'll be a great way to use notion as a way to track my submissions and uh, for all the stories I write. so Oh, yeah. You can make a submissions table. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Done. Look at that. We've already made progress. <laughs> happy New Year. This has been a great 2021 so far. <laughs> a happy New Year to all of our listeners. Uh, big thanks to our sponsor once again. Let me try that again because who was our sponsor? NetSuite. <laughs> Take two. Anyway, uh, Happy New Year to everyone and to you, Harry, and Happy New Year, and thank you thank to you. our sponsor, NetSuite, for coming on the show again, joining us in 2021. Now, if you want to learn more about this, this episode, you can go to 5by5.tv slash homework slash 258. Yes. Oh, without even looking. If you want to learn more about me or Harry, you can go over to the link tree, you uh, are slash HC Marks. And you are slash Dave Kalo. Correct. And again, don't forget to pop into the Discord for uh, exclusive stuff like the worksheet we made to go along with this episode. Chat with Harry and me. Chat with other listeners. And we're going to start uh, doing the show live in Discord as we record. So you can hear the episode a whole number of days before it comes out. Please use the email address, heyhomeworkpodcast at gmail.com. Send us questions. We'll answer them on air. Um, and we'll also answer them in the Discord, uh, maybe in a more elaborate way. But uh, also, mm-hmm. please go into Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. L- find the show. Leave us a review and or a star rating. Um, that helps people discover us and and find the show. Yeah, it really does help. That's the, If you want to tell Harry and Dave thank you, that's the best way to do it. Yep, absolutely. All right, everybody, happy new year. Have a good day and go get some work done. Bye.